back from the break, kind of. I'm recording this episode before 114. It's 115 with your main man, Tommy Hira. What is poppin', my friend? Whole ton, obviously. I'm in a new place, new studio, yeah. video. Yeah. How it goes it with yourself? Just the continuity of me being cringe and starting shows with phrases like, what is poppin'? What's poppin'? Yeah. I appreciate it. I'm glad to be here. It's just like, because uh, I used to be on your show quite a bit, and I'm sure people didn't particularly care or get excited about it. So it was like kind of a problem, right? It was kind of a nuisance. Then it went away for a while. Now I'm like the Delta variant of like your show, like I'm back and people are you like, come fuck, back. we got to do this again now. It's hard to keep you away. <laughs> I'm kidding. I like text you like multiple times. Hey man, you want to come on this like new show? It's going to be daily, which is might yeah. eventually become a problem. And then I didn't text you back for like a day and a half, almost not even a day and a half. Yeah. And I hit you with, and this is real. Uh, sorry for the slow response. My dad just died. So that was a weird one. Sorry about that. <laughs> 10 seconds away didn't from just, bring respond- it there. Re- just responding tombstone emoji. I'm I'm strongly considering making a podcast tribute to my dad. Yeah. I haven't posted on anything about how he passed away 2 days ago as we record this. Wild. And uh yeah, it's it's um it's one of those things where probably the majority of people experience their parents dying in their lives, right? And it's like one of those seminal kind of milestone hard crappy things. You're next in line. Uh, I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah. No, oh, but it happened. What are, what it are, straight up happened. What are the feelings flowing through your plums right now? Man, you um, keep trying to flick that hat up. Maybe try flicking it around. Do not comment on the hat. We're talking about such a deep topic. <laughs> it is a mix of everything you might expect and then maybe a little more levity and peacefulness and kind of a sense of calm than you might expect because uh, I loved my dad dearly and deeply. But the last, I mean, if you want to say the last week was really, really painful for him, but you could say the last 10 years was really, really hard in his life. So the fact that he's not struggling anymore, the fact that he is not around to feel the, the kind of emotional pain and the physical pain that manifested from the emotional pain. Yeah. It's, um, It makes me feel good for him. It also really makes me feel a responsibility to use whatever gifts and talents he certainly would think he imbued in me. (laughs) Some other people would tell me that, that, hey, you're, you know, a pretty smart person or you're a good writer or you're a good musician or something like that. To whatever extent that's true, it's... 101% because of him. Yeah, I push back against a lot of people. Like, I I thank people in my life, and they're like, no, you did this all yourself. I'm like, no, by definition, the show (laughs) wouldn't be possible without guests, now without Kenzie, like, like by the person who got me this, like, this place. Like, like, there's so many, like, literally every good thing that you have in life, in many ways you owe to the community or your family or friends or, like, something. Like, there's some disease of, like, oh, you have to make it yourself, and everything you have, you made yourself. Right. And therefore, if you fail, it's all on you, and it's just this weird, like, what's going on socially? reminds me of something that they tried to get Obama on when he was attempting re-election in 2012. The RNC, one of the big phrases they used, was a response to him saying, if you've got a business, you didn't build that. You know, there were roads and infrastructure. Other people, there was an education sector that, or, or you know, public education that, that trained the workforce and blah, blah, blah. You didn't build that. So the Romney campaign and the RNC, they like their big thing was, we built it, you know, yeah. like, F you, Obama. And, you know, you know, you got me on the show, so we're going to get to politics, like, we have immediately. To, I mean, I mean so. do you want to take a minute and introduce yourself? You ran for mayor. You spent one one-hundredth of the dollars of the person who won, and you got second with a fair amount of the votes. It's probably less than one one-hundredth. Yeah, it's, it's ridiculous. Very, it's she spent less than. two years' salary on getting reelected. 
Right. That's absurd. Right. That's where the current politics, like local politics, nationwide politics aren't real. Local politics are real, I would say. That's <laughs> something I'll say is real, is like the level of like, oh, who you it's actually It's more permeable. For. I'll say that. Yeah, it's more It's more tangible. And you, can, you can wrap your hands around it and you can, you know, like here's an example of a way that you can really engage. There was a town hall and pretty much all the local le- elected officials around here are Democrats. And um, they were doing a sort of like a state legislator's town hall together at Alton Baker Park and they had to end it early because there were a bunch of people, uh, I, I guess you would say right-wing people who were there and kind of got in their faces and shouted and some guy like rushed the panel and like got in Marty Wildey's face and shouted in his face without a mask and stuff and, wow. and um, you know, that is one way to show that you have a presence, that you're, listen- that you're paying attention on some level and that, you know, you can go in and F shit up, yeah. you know, um, but, but you can also... I don't know. Even even at the local level, though, it's very hard to to advocate in ways that make it feel like there's a quid pro quo, quo like a simple like I did X and therefore Z happened. I jerk you off, you jerk me off, politician. <laughs> no. Um, no. <laughs> are you gonna run again? Like, it's something that I couldn't imagine imbuing that much bureaucracy into my own life. But it's something that you willingly bring on. You say, "Hey, I want to do that." Like, you raise your hand and say, "Paperwork all day for the rest of my life." Yes, please. Um. I I would love to answer your question. I will I'll backpedal and talk about my dad for a second course, about it because yeah. it's related. You probably uh, shouldn't brush off. No, 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 no. Um we can talk as much or as little about that as you want because uh yeah, amazing person. Amazing person. William Glenberger. 69 years old he died. So not very not very old, really. Um I you know, ran for Mayor of Eugene uh, decided in late 2019 I wanted to run for something, decided based on who was running for various things and who I felt deserved to have a strong primary challenge. I, I ran for Mayor of Eugene, and um, you know, I didn't really do it with any money, and I did it. I was unhoused, homeless, living in just my Nissan Leaf, didn't have anywhere else to lay my head at night for much of that campaign. And um, uh, one of the easy... Easy and, and understandable responses to that would be, why are you jumping into this at 26 years old? You're not going to win, so why would you do it? Like, why, you know, and um, why don't you wait a while? Why don't you try to credential yourself a little bit more? Yeah. Um, and I've got a few responses to that, because actually the fact that I ran actually got me this job that I have. Now. Hollow. Yeah, which is yeah. crazy. Um, and it's, a, I love this job. Super slick job. Nice. Which is? Um, at United Way. I'm the annual giving coordinator at United Way of Lane County. Cool. At an airport. I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> United, just immediately the word recognition. Well, we already mentioned Delta. So yeah, we Delta, did. Yeah, United. Just keep it going. Yeah. And, and um, soon I'll be in. What is United Way doing? You're wearing the name tag. It may be out of the shot. I'm not sure. No, it's in the shot. I made sure it was. <laughs> I'm guaranteeing <laughs> uh, but, uh, but I still, I know that yeah, yeah. we love to go in a lot of different directions. Um, There's nothing more that I like the, doing than, than than stepping over you. <laughs> well, you give me things that I know you want me to talk about, so it's fine. But I still want to finish, like, the response to people saying, you know, why would you run? Um, I knew that my dad wasn't in good health. And and, and that was something that was, that was happening for quite some time. And my dad really inspired me towards being interested in politics. Um, I'm going to go ahead and remove the hat. <laughs> hat is gone. You just worked and, a 13-hour shift. you got to be tired at this point. Chugging a double At two shot different mocha. jobs. It wasn't 13 straight, but it was 13 straight, you know? It's brutal. So, um, and, you know, like, one thing I'm thinking about saying in this, I'm, I'm going to try to make some kind of post on social media, right? You have to do that, but, like, I'm not trying to write a freaking essay long thing, but I sit down and I, I have more things I want to say. So, like, you know, 
he's the reason why when I was in elementary school, I knew about things like single payer health care wow. or the fairness doctrine. Like, cause he was, he was riled up about things that, you know, in, in that time it was George W. Bush and, and he was very much not a fan and a big critic of George W. Bush for every reason imaginable, not just the war crimes and not just the no child left behind and all this stuff, but like very deeply, uh, getting mad off, often from those kinds of things. And, um, there's something you share getting mad about politics. Right, right, right. And, and I, and I think it's pretty cool that he got to see me follow in the footsteps of his activism. Like he was a big healthcare, uh, activist. He was, he was involved with AFSME union. Um, so he's big in union issues as well. And so, you know, I really liked that I got to do that while he was still around. Um, how it led to me getting the job is I launched the podcast during that campaign, essentially kind of with the, with the campaign. Um, and you're already like 180 episodes deep. (laughs) You're funny. (laughs) I started at 151. Uh, rum. And, uh, yeah. So what was I going with that? Basically like, uh, somebody that I know through activism um, was listening to me, uh, listening to an episode, like a recent episode of mine with a guy named Harry Sanger who ran, ran for school board. He was like the only person who wasn't like, hey, I'm a progressive running for school board. Yeah. He doesn't like labels, but he was like running kind of like a right wing friendly campaign. Cool. And um, yeah, interesting fellow. And we had this conversation where like, you know, I'm pretty aggressively disagreed with a lot of what he was saying and he did so with me as well but like you could tell like we were affable we got along i didn't think that he was evil um ended it with an open mouth kiss mouth kiss <laughs> classics yeah uh, anyway and you know i wish that we would have talked more about like hip-hop because like he actually really liked good hip-hop and jedi mind tricks and stuff so um but instead we just couldn't stop talking about like masks in schools and and crt critical race theory and stuff so anyway, so my activist friend listens to that with his partner, and they're like getting mad in the car or wherever they're listening to it. They're like they're like getting excited when I like rebut this guy, yeah. you know. But at the same time, like I don't know when you're doing the, a podcast interview in quotes with people, you're not trying to steamroll them on everything, right? Like well, you're. I am. <laughs> That's rule number one. Rules. It's a conversation, not an interview. Two. Don't say anything bad about Kanye. Three. Don't feed the Kenzie. Episode 115 with Thomas Hira. <laughs> Great. Glad to be here. Um, rule number four. Tiger's allowed to steamroll anything at any time. I love it. I love it. I love it. Is there but, anything so, I could say that would bring you to tears talking about your dad? Like, like I, I imagine over the course of the past two days, it's been a lot of emotions flowing through you. Like, what's the pinnacle? Like, what's the, the essence of what kind of brings you to it? Is it like a level of happiness or gratitude? Obviously, about him imbuing into you your core values of being involved in local politics and, and advocating for what you care for? Um. What was the question? You're trying to make you cry. No, 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 I mean, what I want to say in response to that, I don't know if it entirely answers what you're saying, is like one of the emotions that I feel that's very deep, that hits me pretty hard, is that my family, my direct family, has very different perspectives on my dad. And so for the past several years, I was literally, for much of it, the closest person to my dad. You know, and that, and, and, and he... He was always a troublemaker, and and he always had um, he always had psychiatric symptoms of some kind. I don't know, I don't know exactly what kind of label to put on it. I think I'm comfortable saying he was schizophrenic. I'm comfortable saying he had PTSD, but I you know and and he would lash out at his loved ones, and then sometimes forget that he had done so. You know, and and so like out of feeling loneliness and out of feeling not the kind of attention that he wanted to have because he was a deeply sensitive person, 
you know, he would he would get upset at the people who were around, who did stick around sometimes. And so you kind of had to keep him at arm's length at times. But um, the I say all of this to say that, that there was a lot of pressure and challenge from... I don't think it's I don't think it's an exaggeration to say that I kept I kept that man alive longer than he could have he could have gone sooner you know I mean he he had called me many times saying that he was on the verge of death and that was his way of trying to get me to 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 spend more time with on the phone with him sometimes he basically because uh, I brought that up later I was like because you know uh, trying to be well educated about like what relation relationship dynamics and stuff people will say that like you know a tactic of a manipulator is say don't don't leave me or I'll commit suicide or things Classic. like that. So you know I Kids I mentioned, pulls it on me all the time. <laughs> I mentioned that <laughs> and I said you know like and I was like you know that's that's a hard situation when you pick up the phone and you know that like you might you might be your dad saying that he, you know he is like at that point and it may legitimately be the last time and one thing he said was like well what did you want me to do just kill myself you know that kind of thing and so and so anyway it was really i i i even feel just like by going quote unquote on the record talking about this that that i feel like i should i should paint him better you know because you should have started recording them as a podcast and it would have felt productive because, I mean, with the way society is right now, you have to feel productive with every amount of your time. So you could have started <laughs> recording it as podcast with my schizophrenic dad calling me on the verge. Yeah. It could have blown up. For all you know, the most strange things, interesting things blow up these days. Really nice there, Tiger. <laughs> way to trivialize some of the most <laughs> fucked up things I ever had to go through uh, and commodify them, no well, less. Well, I mean, if anything, like... Do a, a little l- ad like, <laughs> like, hang on, dad. Blue Apron. Have you heard about these? <laughs> Blue Chew. <laughs> if you can't get on. Yeah. Tim Dillon. Uh, but, I mean, like, a lot of people save, like, uh, voicemails and Magic stuff from spoon. their parents. Magic Spoon. Magic <laughs> Spoon. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Speaking of, if anything, I might load up, light up a joint, and you can light yours up later if you choose to. It is just CBD for people watching if I start lighting He's not up. lying, too. That's such an easy thing to say, but it's literally, it's literally the pure CBD. Pure CBD. Motherfucker. I'll with you. It is nice. Um. I realize in this process, because obviously I've done a couple tester joints per se, um, mm-hmm. that light, smoking a whole joint on your own, not like sharing it with people, it's a lot. A joint, if this was all THC, I don't actually think I'd be able to finish the show. I have done, I would say every episode between 80 and 120 was on Adderall, and a lot of them, one of them was on MDMA really early. Um, but do, I tried Am one I episode on Am I allowed to talk meat. about what drugs you've done in front of me? Like, like uh, Kratom, how many shows do you do with that on that? Oh, I, I, I have been on Kratom every, most every hour of the day for the past four or five years. I don't right. think that's that bad of a thing to say. I mean, it's so technically, right. it's kind of like people who are like, I'm addicted to coffee. Right. What every addict says. Yeah. I mean, I was ready to, to light, like, <laughs> flick your bick kind of thing, man. You're handing me like... <laughs> What is this? The granddaddy <laughs> torch. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, it's good. Um, yeah. Was there other stuff you wanted to know about? Before we started rolling, you were like, uh, tell me about this nonprofit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What is that? Let's let's make a, a mad dash away from emotions, which I have to trivialize and run away from. <laughs> no, I love I love talking about emotions. Um, I used to get overly sappy with people when I'd interview them at, on this Humans of Carlton project I did in, in college. So I'm I'm willing to go there. In fact, I don't think I totally closed one little knot. I'll tie the knot on this other thing. My you know, my friend who is an activist who's listening to the Harry Sanger episode of my podcast. Um, he they were like getting mad at, at at like my guest and stuff, and they basically like his partner works at United Way. She's been working there for about five years, 
um, Alma, and she's an amazing person. And like they reached out to me saying just strictly basically from that, um, and also because she had heard she had seen a rap video that I put out when I was running for mayor, um, the Eminem Godzilla cover. <laughs> Fun. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Was that the one you recorded on Spencer's? Yeah. Nice. Yeah, Cham OT. Yeah, so... Spencer. Um, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so uh, she basically was like, oh, this person would be great. Like, we're... They're, like, doing trying to do a restructuring wow. uh, of their office of, like, basically, like, you know, oh, nonprofits and United Way. Like, you know, we have been too cozy with um, white supremacy and things, like, in the past um, and, and reinforcing you know, racist structures. And, you know, we've learned so much in the past year. We want to, we want to try to, um, weird thing to brag. We've been really cozy with white supremacy up until now. <laughs> oh my gosh. It's not a brag. It's yeah, them no, it's saying, a, let's it's try weird... to fix it. Yeah. Okay. Sure. So, anyway, that's cool. That's, that a podcast in many ways. Yes, got you they reached, your current job. And I'm not like, it's fundraising annual giving coordinator. I'm reaching out to all these like businesses and people that have run workplace campaigns to donate to us in the past. And how Obama I, started. I'm, I'm not that guy. I'm not. Yeah. Well, he was. Yeah, he was community <laughs> organizer. It's true. A lot of people, I, politicians do. Yeah. Bureaucrats, pure replicators. Mm-hmm. No, but you, you are. I'm gonna light this. So say some intriguing stuff for like thirty minutes. So, thirty. Thirty seconds. Thirty minutes. Just take up half the show. I would say, uh, in the exact same way that a podcast got you your current job, a podcast got me my current job, and where I'm living next to is uh, the episode coming out right before this. Um, for everyone listening, this is the first like official show I'm recording, but I already promised the first episode to episode 114 with Mark Fronmeyer. Um, I reached out and I was going to do a podcast with him right before Kenzie and I went down to San Francisco, Santa Cruz area. And I've, it's two months ago and now I'm living next door to him and working kind of as a contractor with Arkimoto. So absolute wow. trip. Podcast gets you jobs, turns nice. out. Nice. I didn't know that you were involved in Ar- with Arkimoto. That's beautiful. Beautiful. I'm getting more and more yeah. involved. Um, doing mostly videography work. It's funny and kind of ironic that Kenzie's the, the head videographer of the show, but... <laughs> <laughs> but you know yeah, what? Yeah, she's rocking it. I know. So anyways, I'm mostly making TikToks right now, which is funny because years ago, it's, like, it's an app that I would have made fun of, but it's an app that I guess we both used at one point. Addicting, is it not? Uh, yeah, oh, I definitely was there for quite some time early on being like, I'm enthralled by enthralled. the way this sucks you in and also just that, like, it almost makes me think about, like, this couldn't have happened five, ten years ago. And so, like, thinking thinking deeply about the cultural moment that uh, that reinforces this kind of, uh, you know, endless scroll that's so well tailored towards... Uh, you know, it's just a well-honed algorithm in terms it of is. like, okay, you want to see like these people dancing, cool, but like, also, do you want to see like these people like throwing a card into like in, across a room and landing Crazy. it in like a paperclip? Ooh, the more you tired of that? App. Oh, don't worry, we've <laughs> got a recipe of some really like stonerlicious like let's put an enchilada <laughs> in a pizza. Stonerlicious, <laughs> love that. Yeah. It's too much. It's, it's the app is literally made to just be like nothing else in your life matters. You don't need an attention span. Just do this. You can just do this for four hours. Nothing else matters. It's funny. Because I was never, I wasn't in Vine. You, you're one or two years older than me. You're kind of a boomer. Uh, you were probably yeah. in Vine. <laughs> yeah. I'm uh, the, it's the greatest generation. Thank you. They hoard all, all the wealth, too. change the rules to make it really hard for other people. Why don't you just do the same thing we did and succeed? <laughs> Not possible anymore. Yeah. No, I've been, I've been leaning very heavy. And I guess I always have slurs like Karen and Boomer and stuff. I'm like, there's, <laughs> there's something empowering about saying them. If it doesn't like toe the line too far, it's like... Some people are just bitches that you deal with, where they're just the worst person you've ever dealt with. Kenzie. <laughs> By definition, 
some people can't be the worst person you've ever dealt with. Only one person can be the worst. Good point. Any given day. But this is how it always goes. Is like I'm very like precision of languagey, and it's annoying. And like you're I'm the essence of bombastic. <laughs> My speech doesn't matter at all. I mean, you. What's funny is for most other Stream people, of consciousness. I hone into them. Like when they say something and it wasn't exactly right, I kind of like wait. Do you mean this? Mm-hmm. So I often take on the role that you do around me. But then when I have someone else who can take on the roles of like let's rein it in a little bit. I get to be freestyle, which is, it's it, yeah, it's it's an enjoyable place to be. I mean, it's got me here with in a room covered in tapestries with my favorite person and one of my other favorite people. Bombastic with my speech. I can, I can have multiple favorite people, right? I dig it. I dig it. Yeah. Um, if you weren't a person, like, what do you think you would be? It doesn't have to be an animal. Would you be like a I'd concept? Would you be like a... I'd be Kenzie. A book? <laughs> nice. Books are for losers. You no, know, actually... I mean, you probably see a, books right a book there. that I've given away to quite a few people. You were number 36. I gave it to you at Spencer's. You probably oh, didn't even I know exactly open, where it you? is right now. Really? Yes. That's, I look at it every day. That's very wonderful. <laughs> the outside of it. <laughs> <laughs> As mo- someone literally today like looked at me. They're like, I read that whole book in one sitting. I'm like, that's it's kind of the opposite of the point of the book. But yeah. you know what? You Better than that. nothing. Yeah. That actually made it even less intriguing to me. We're talking about the greatest showman in the world, right? Greatest salesman. Called. Greatest salesman, sorry. Um, the fact that I couldn't just tear through it because that, like, hyper-focus, whatever thing, I do TikTok. that, you know? You know, like, like yeah, let me, like, not be all that interested in stuff for a while, but then, like, let me hyper, hyper, fixate. you know. Fixate. That's what it was on, on some shit. Let's do yeah. that. Yeah. I like it. Have you had any uh, bad habits during this break? I will say I myself have gone into vaping jewels. Hmm. Uh, well, I've been, like. Not sponsored. <laughs> I mean, vaping a nicotine product. <laughs> Bad habits. Um, it's actually a, an interesting time to ask that question because I definitely feel like I've come into a lot of good habits lately. Very cool. And not, not as a direct result of the pandemic or anything, but just, I don't know. It's I've been on an upswing in a lot of ways. So, um, hmm. What's a bad habit? Like, I can still get too sucked into the game Fall Guys. Fall Guys is very, and like, of all games, that's the funniest thing. I mean, yeah, you probably they're remember on season me. five, and they keep adding cool stuff. Wow. Yeah. You probably remember me trying to get you into Genshin Impact. Kenzie and I still play that time to time. Nice. It was nothing like October, November, December, when the world was literally falling apart. We're like, oh, supply chains might stop. I'm not just enjoy it before the end, which I still kind of feel like you read about, like, oceanic collapse. And I'm like, is there a point in really trying? It's like, it's mm-hmm. dark when you look at the world as a whole, and then you look at it like a small scale. Like, you walk outside, and it's decently nice weather. We have smoke right now in Oregon, which sucks, and we have smoke in this room, which is wonderful. But um, <laughs> it, it, it's dark the more you look at, like, the dark side of life. Like, do you kind of, like, hone that off to build your good habits? Or, like, what level of looking into that void do you still say, it's worth it to do these things that aren't maybe super fun right now? Um, there was a quote that impacted me recently from my therapist after she found out that my dad had passed. And basically it was like, I don't, I don't remember the, the, I'm not going to, I'm going to mess up. I don't even remember who said the quote, but basically she's uh, the author of the quote said something like it ended with (laughs) (laughs) beautiful people don't just happen. She was basically saying like, like when, when a lot of rough shit happens to you, it's a gift because, you know, it doesn't seem like that at the time, but a lot, but, um, you adapt to those kinds of hardships and it builds an empathy that a lot of people don't get to experience because they haven't seen been through those kinds of hardships and basically it ended with like beautiful people don't just happen and the way the reason i say that in regard to what you're saying is because like 
solutions to the darkness in the world don't just happen. Mm-hmm. Um, I, it sounds corny and it sounds like, uh, I don't know, like meritocracy or like hyper-individualist or something, but you the, the shit that you're talking about, I don't think it's going to fix itself unless like individuals seriously commit themselves I agree, to being like, what's my place yeah. in fixing this? Well, it's so I don't know what problem group. you're talking about. Like, I mean, j- vaguely COVID, yeah. wildfires, climate change. The ocean and stuff. I would have to Google that, but you can actually hear my computer whining. So there's no Googling this show, but I'm pretty sure that's a quote by Saddam Hussein. <laughs> <laughs> you just go to a therapist. Your main takeaway is one Facebook quote that you scrolled through. It's like she just scrolled through that like minutes before you came in. She just like listens to you talk, baked as fuck, high on Ambien. She just like reiterates the, the Facebook quote back to you. But it was meaningful and impactful. <laughs> no, as I mean, you may remember as someone who's listened to an episode or two and been on my show more than an episode or two. I probably listened to a solid 30 or 30 episodes of your show. Cool. You know how much I've probably railed on therapy. It's, but it's something you've been to in the past couple of days. Mm-hmm. Is this something you would you have gained enough from that you would promote it to others? And did you have to like go through a slew of horrible therapists before you found the one? Uh, I've been through about five therapists in my life, most of whom were pretty cool people. Um, there are just like I don't know. I'm, I'm not a good fit for it in a lot of ways. The 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 it it'd be really cool to have someone on like kind of who has a deep commitment to what you're doing and can follow up with you, uh, follow along with what you're saying and talking about in your life, but isn't like just like one hour a week at the same time every week. Like a partner almost. Well, more like, more like kind of on, on call, you know, like, you know, and so that's, I mean, you always hear better help or whatever, <laughs> like, yeah, but, really but, um, so that's, I'm, I'm not so sure if I'm like the perfect case study to say like, yes, therapy made me better in this way or whatever. He's not the perfect um, say. He is against therapy. That's on the air now. <laughs> okay. What um, makes you but, not the perfect another, person? You know, uh, well, another thing is um, in many times in the past in my life, I have been voluntarily going to therapy. My first experience ever with therapy was when I was asked to go to therapy by my the principal of North Eugene, Ann Irwin, because like my dad had recently gone to jail and my family was falling apart and... I felt a lot of pressure to keep succeeding in school and blah, 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 and taking on too many extracurriculars and then figuring out what college I was going to go to. So it was a really messed up time in my life. So that was kind of compulsory, which was kind of weird. I didn't have a great experience with that guy, Mark Oldham. Um, Shout out to a bad therapist. (laughs) Say uh, a full name after listing someone. Yeah. a bad time. He could have done better. be real yeah absolutely (laughs) honestly it should be eight hours long it should be one whole day and then the most recent thing i don't think i've talked about it on your show before but in 2019 i for the first time kind of had a a manic episode that you know i had a psychotic break and were you chasing down a cop or something uh a cop did pull me over and pulled a gun on me and then uh it was an interesting scenario nobody got hurt um, which is good, but yeah, I definitely feared for my life and didn't know what the hell was going on, and it was, oh, yeah. it was crazy. And um, you know, there, it's interesting because I, I remember a lot of it well, even though it, it was a totally messed up frame of mind that I was in, you know. Um, and it was, was it, it was desperation. Was it a good frame of mind, like if you... it's it's switched a lot. It's really? switched it switched back and forth a yeah. lot between being like, oh my gosh, I just accomplished my life's purpose thinking that I had done something incredibly significant and wonderful and, like, that I was in communion with God and also realizing, like, wait a minute, this is, like, really scary and I might die, but is dying a good thing and, like, all that, all that stuff. Yeah. So, you know, and that was, um, you know, 
I believe that a lot of people could, might be closer to a situation like that than, than, I don't know, than they think. But maybe that's just me trying to rationalize, say, I'm not too abnormal. But um, my point is that I'm not particularly ashamed of it, um, but it did lead to me having to, um, there was two counts of criminal mischief is what the charges got mischievous reduced to. Mischievous motherfucker. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I drove through a fence. Nice. Um, not nice. I thought I was invincible and that this was a dream and nothing. <laughs> and the there weren't going to be any consequences. Was your Prius so I did something that uh, different car. It was a Prius. Yeah. I went through the fence. I haven't seen a single dent on your Prius. Did it go through that fence and not even have a single scratch on it, or you yeah, just yeah, stick her right over it? No, no, no. You're missing the point. Uh, <laughs> I'm not missing the point. I'm missing. Uh, but so I've had to be in this mental health court program. That shit has been dragged on a really long time. It's supposed. To, they say it's going to be a year, but then there's like a bunch of things that lead to it being longer than a year. Mm-hmm. So my therapy that I've been going to is something that is, once again, like I'm expected to do it as a result of this program. And that adds a layer of something. Yeah. I don't know. Do you oh. get bored and fuck with them ever? Um, sometimes I get bored, and if it's on Zoom, I don't pay much attention, and I'm like downloading videos in another tab or something. You know? On TikTok right, with the, right next to the webcam? <laughs> That'd be goofy. Um. Oh, actually, yeah, I've, I've, I've played Pokemon with my hand under the webcam, so you can How see. have you stayed interested in Pokemon Go this whole time? Like, like Genshin Impact, I was so into it, but then we hit the end yeah. where there was not really, like, enough PvP to keep it interesting, so we stopped it. But, like, my understanding is Pokemon Go, like, has an end. Mm-hmm. And you're, like, one of the top people in Eugene, are you not? It depends on what you say is top. I mean, pro- top 50 for sure, but maybe, maybe top 10, maybe top 5. <laughs> Put on it's your hard resume. to say. I play Pokemon Go very well. I mean... The, usually you're talking about experience, which which leads to level when you're talking about who's in the top, yeah. and like you can a lot you can't be at the top without paying a bunch of money. Yeah, speaking so that's of, like you raise money. What does United Way actually do? <laughs> like, nice what a segment. bridge! What a br- it was like um, we're almost like playing shoots and ladders. It's a it's a really shoot. valid question. Yeah, really valid question. Wow. Um, because only because I didn't know until I was a part of it, and now that I'm a part of it. On some level, I still don't know. But for the most part, I do know. But you have to convince people, don't you? And, and I want to say, even though I'm wearing this name tag, I'm wearing both these name tags because, like, I want to display that I look raggedy and, like, because I worked two That's shifts. That's why I brought it up. Two shifts today. These are both my name tags for my shift. This they, he, she so. just got off 13 hours of working. Damn right. Twerking they, your ass they, off. And he and she did. Yeah. Is yeah, dude. A- the, prog- the, the progressive leftist gender activists, they don't want to mess up your... Life, dude. They just want you to say they, the they and she and he, every single time you refer to me. Shh. Deal with it. I've used it to my advantage. I've Deal applied for a position and gone. Who's going to catch me if I say n- neither of the above? Much like people who get the therapy animals, and it kind of makes it harder for everyone else with the therapy animals. So I am a monster for this and yeah. multiple other things. Yeah. But I'm like, maybe they'll give me a job because of this because they need to. Uh, what is it? They've been friendly. They've been cozy with white supremacy up mm-hmm. until now. Maybe they need to hire one of these people, and it's like a box I need to check. I'm like, I could be that box. There's this woman. I like I, being a little spoon. There's this woman I knew <laughs> in co- same here in college named Molly Weatherall. She was a year above me, and she was a super like climate activist, but generally was like a leading activist on our campus. And like, I've just always wanted to spill the tea that she totally lied and said she was black to get into Carleton, and that was. Such a hypocritical thing. Yeah. <laughs> because, because, like, she and some of her friends kind of treated me like shit. And after that, I was kind of like, oh, now that I know this about you, I really wish that I just was petty enough to tell people. So here's me winning right now and getting back Score. and being like, yeah, th- th- those things you did were really unjust. And 
they can't unfounded do anything and about based it. on a bunch of BS. I know so. because I specifically talk shit about uh, OSU and I had to look up. They can't take away your degree. Because <laughs> if they could, yeah. it's like, oh my god, that would be a different world. Yeah. If they get rid of your money too, though, that would be maybe worth it. Would you hmm. give up your money to get and, and your degree? <laughs> what money? Or, or, I mean, like, resolve Sorry. any debt in order to give up your degree. Unless you, you were probably a full scholarship person, weren't you? Blessed, dude. Hashtag blessed. Nice. It's a golden place to be. It keeps going. Bro. I'm not in crushing debt. I'm kidding. It's nuts. I, 2011. I wasn't even. I wasn't even halfway through my senior year of high school, and I like wrote these eight essays and like the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, and I'm not particularly proud of it now because like you learn more stuff about Bill Gates and you're like, oh, I don't, maybe I don't like him that much as a person. Uh, and then uh, you find out, yeah, yeah, but that that time you I find would out, I not like, have expected that from you. A lot of people from the left put blinders on for Bill Gates, and you're like, good. But you are a very nuanced person. That's which such I'm a, that's again such a, and again. That would be such a silly leftist. You can't really be a leftist and and be like, yeah, but Bill Gates and I are chill. Like that's the. <laughs> I think you'd be surprised. You, I I know what you mean. Yeah, I know what you but mean. It's like a lot of right wing people like put on blinders for Tucker Carl, Daddy Tucker, <laughs> as they like to say. <laughs> just progressively put words in their mouth. All right wing people just want to blow Tucker Carlson. All huh. left wing people want to give uh, Bill Gates a hug. Huh. All right. But anyways, as a as and a, good show, dude. That was a, really good. I as like an anti Bill Gates fan, uh, <laughs> what what pushed you over the edge for him? For me, I really don't like or dislike the guy. Hmm. I don't like how much of an activist he is and how much like money should get to dictate. I get power over the world. I'm like that's hmm. suspicious. Although I don't also like uh, government having power over the world. So it's a mm-hmm. weird balance of like, well, who do you want to control everything? Mm-hmm. Um, I get so interested in. Not making sure that I don't crit- like level harsh critiques against people unless I know for a fact that they're true. So um, we can like talk nice. later about like what kinds of things that I I have heard that I that I think are well corroborated about him. Yeah. In general, the the broad strokes I could tell tell you is that like he looks like a is turtle. like being one of the richest people in the world shouldn't mean that you are like elevated in terms of like you your opinion and your position on public health issues should yeah. be considered like the most credible just because you made a bunch of money selling software that you ripped off of yeah. someone else like I, you know that's sounds like we're pretty, that's pretty weird. in line with with our biggest like dislikes about it's it weird. Like, money shouldn't equal power it's a it's a weird thing it's a it shouldn't equal like universal credibility in anything yeah like yeah like i love lebron james and i actually think like for example a lot of people don't like him being a into his social activism stuff, and like, and like, players. and like, that I I would l- am less in that camp of like shut up and dribble LeBron, but like, should shut LeBron up. automatically be able to Cut tell you out. like, <laughs> Cut that out is literally just a soundbite. Shut up and dribble LeBron. That's what Laura Ingram said on Fox News. Oh really? I was yeah, say, she just was like, shut up day. and dribble. Wow. Or, yeah, yeah, and and so uh, <laughs> on Fox News as a big but like Fox if LeBron watcher. just decided, hey, I have a lot of money. You guys want to know how to shuck some clams, yeah. and you've never shucked a clam. Why would he automatically? Why would I then be like, "Oh yeah, LeBron knows how to do this"? Good you point. know, yeah. I don't know. Valid anyway. criticisms, but yeah. Um, now that the pandemic is with any luck, I was gonna say coming to an end. Halfway through the sentence, I'm like, I guess we're going back into phase two, aren't we? I strongly considered putting a mask on before coming in here. Wow. Do you have plans for the for the second lockdown? Are you like, uh, I didn't you move in with one of Jeremy's friends actually? Yes. Jeremy, yes, just yes, when yes. he's over, he's like, I've seen Thomas a little bit lately. Well, it's cool. Jeremy's friend, Grief, uh, his name is what Julian. Name? Oh, I thought you said Grief was his name. His name is, Gr- his rap name, and what his homies call him is Grief. Um, he fell into my lap, dude. 
Cool. Yeah, yeah. He 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 came into my life. I uh, there was a previous roommate I had who, woof, woof. That's all I'm gonna say. Woof. Uh, and then he was gone, and then I needed a new roommate, and then Julian came in here, and we picked up the pieces, and nice. Our apartment is super chill ish. My I stuff like is it. my stuff is everywhere. Is I, got, I, got, I got to get rid of stuff, dude. We're I used to have a bunch way. of stuff in storage. Now, like, why are you paying like, for storage? Large corners of the living room are. What I use as storage, and it's not very nice because the living room should be peaceful. So be. that said, not I mean, bad. you just walk through our living room; it's our bedroom. It's dope. <laughs> Thank yeah. you very much. I mean, a lot of yeah. people are like, "Wait, you live in the li- you live in the living room, and you have two like just random That's rooms." That's fly, dude. I like that. Well, we're like, why the fuck not? I mean, you can't do it with like another like uh, a non romantic room. You, wait, wait, hold up. You have a romantic partner. You're not living with your. partner. I do. Yeah, she's awesome. Yeah. No, I'm not. I'm not living with my partner. Does she get heart? Does she like? You're just gonna go spend time with faint. Or wait, what's it? <laughs> grief. Grief. <laughs> Sorry, like, like, what is it again? Julian. I feel like. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm, I'm, you obviously know. We've been together like five Here's years Here's a way now. for me we to bring up my dad. Re- you know how you just mix up grief with faint? Yeah. Um, so like, you know, I love ICP and Insane Clown Posse and like kind of the main members, Violent J. And like, um, quick side note, like Brandon Davis, my buddy, like who couldn't remember his name and was like, wasn't that guy's name like Psycho Mike or something? <laughs> and then my dad had the best variation of it. He couldn't remember Violet J's name. So he was like, how's Poison Bob? <laughs> like still listening to Poison Bob. That's hilarious. Yeah. Do you do a face paint and everything? Uh, I have. You have. You have I a have. photo of it. From eighth grade. Nice. I'd like yeah, to see Lulu Becerra on my right, Shayna Qualley on my left. It was a great picture. Used to be my MySpace picture for a while. I like it. So mm-hmm. you're, you're happy with who you're currently locking down with? Because, like, that's a big thing that Kenzie and I are ha- Like, right before this lockdown, we jumped to, we're at it's a new a place. It's not a lockdown. It's not? I mean, I don't think, I mean, maybe cat's out of the bag, dude. I, don't, I mean, there's some people that maybe if Governor Brown and other of the left-wing governors uh, and with Biden's backing kind of said, like, hey, you really should shelter in place again. Like, there's some people that would do it, but... Yeah. We got to see Kate Brown in person. She gave a speech at um, Portland International Raceway right before, like, at the Arkhamoto event. Oh, sweet. She, like, went up and spoke, and it was just all about, like, Green New Deal and, or, like, a, yeah. like a EV credits. I'm like, who cares about this? <laughs> <laughs> Start playing Pokemon. Just some random thing. She's dedicated her whole yeah. life to it. No, like, honestly. Yeah, no, I met Kate Brown uh, before, she, before she was governor, uh, when wow. she was secretary of state. I mean, she was she's always been a very strong advocate for Planned Parenthood, and... 2013. It yeah. astounds me how early in your life you got attuned to this sort of thing. Like, not a lot of, like, what, 15-year-old kids who are just like, you know what I really like? Politicians. I want to meet them. I want to greet them. And I want to be in that world. But you, for some reason, were like, that's my path. Again, I'm honing into the question of, why would you invite all that bureaucracy in your life? I specifically, anytime I'm in a position where I'm surrounded by people who just, like, follow rule books, I'm like, ugh, I feel uncomfortable here. And you feel comfortable. You you feel at peace in environments where there's. Don't like, you think there are a lot of people that would be considered politicians because they've been in elective office that that don't necessarily follow by the rulebook, and I might be more like akin to them in my spirit and like nice. and like You're a badass politician. I mean, we've talked about Bernie Sanders being somebody that that we've both admired, but his day to day is probably filled with so much paperwork and emails and bureaucracy that I is more than I will probably deal with in my lifetime. It's in also one pretty week. interesting because as he's become the Senate budget chair, he's kind of an insider now. He's like spent his whole political career being like, being like, you know, fuck the Washington elite. And now he's like one of the most powerful and like central people in passing the Biden agenda. 
Interesting. Yeah. I've, I've done my best to tune out. Ever since about December, I was realizing I was like, I was in the, like the, ba- the one biggest depressive episode of my life of like deep rest, just sleeping, watching, playing video games, watching TV constantly. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, I realized like the biggest factor in this was that I was watching, like listening to news or scrolling through Reddit news. And I was like, oh, this is for me personally brain poison. I tell a lot of other people and they take quite a bit of offense by it. But you, 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 you can watch. I mean, you, you quoted just someone Maddow on Fox News. So you watch some level of Fox News and I, I imagine left wing media to some extent. Quoted Laura Ingram. Laura Ingram. And it doesn't melt your brain. Uh, <laughs> uh, I, I, I appreciate there. There's a small movement, small but growing movement of people who have a credible, jur- credible journalistic background. Um, who are, have extreme skepticism about mainstream corporate media and um, that are also putting out regular good content. Like, have you seen, are you subscribed to anyone on Substack? No, not one. I've Subst- heard Jesse Singal on every podcast, though. It's pretty cool when you get, like, these journalists who say, I don't want to be attached to editors, yeah. for one thing, that'll, Absolutely. That, that are going to seriously color the 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 framework and the lens of any article that someone submits to the Washington Post, New York Times, whatever it may be. Um, and also just like, you know, not wanting to carry forward the interests of that media group and just want to tell the story as they as they see it or write an editorial as they see it. So, um, but anyway, like there's some good shows slash podcasts that, you know, like I like Crystal and Sager, Breaking yeah. Points, used to be Rising. Uh, I like... Uh, Katie Halper and Matt Taibbi, yeah. uh, useful idiots. I like Glenn Greenwald. Wow, that's surprising. Um, it seems like is it? I've been told I look like Glenn Greenwald. I don't know what he looks like. I know he lives in Brazil and he's moderately right wing. Um, and I may be wrong with that. See, now I wish on. I hadn't turned my phone off to be respectful of your show. Yeah, I appreciate it. If I pulled up a picture, you'd be like, "Yeah, Glenn Greenwald looks like you." You can I just start calling you the mischievous uh, Glenn Greenwald? I mean, you're forever in my mind. You have two accounts of mischief. That's something that most people are nice. proud. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's no, lax. It's not nice. It's not <laughs> nice. It makes me go to therapy. It should take it should take like three years to get expunged. So nice. that's not my favorite thing ever. No. But, uh, you know, nothing What is your serious. favorite thing ever? Except Pokemon Go. Um, my favorite thing ever is recognizing how much uh, human beings have in common with one another and how little we have that actually makes us different from one yeah. another. That shout back to... Probably my favorite thing ever. Call back to episode 9 or 10. Like Whenever you first came on the show, we talked about like the core things that bring all humanity together. And at that point, mine was happiness, health, and wealth, or happiness, health, and freedom. And you had a whole list of one. And then I think I rebuttaled with, yeah, that's pretty much for saying the same thing. You're like, <laughs> no, we're specifically not saying the same thing. Right. I've retooled mine into, I think what everyone wants is to... Um, I think you involved community a lot in yours, but pretty much like reduce the suffering of others, promote happiness and health. You want the community to be a place of like warmth and embrace that like allows people to flourish. And I'm like, you know what? I'm, I'm heading a lot more community centric than I ever was, which is a really good feeling. To nice. Have, like, people who you have a similar alignment and beliefs with. Yeah. One thing that I really like from my job with the United Way, which I never actually told you what we do. No. <laughs> uh, the, the, the talking point is that we ensure that young people can thrive in school and life. So there's Ooh. like four main goals that we contribute to. Um, you know, we, we fundraise and then we allocate a lot of money to other organizations that do work on the ground. But we also do health initiatives programming and uh, education programming. Um, so we, we, we do direct work and we also do work that, that funds other nonprofits. And um, so like um, or pre-K like uh, literacy, for example, um, and like making sure that students are, are ready for high school, 
um, and funding a lot of things like that. So that's a, that's a big part of what we do. Nice. Um, and whew, so you find it meaningful. Uh, by the way, out there that I don't remember. Just so everyone knows, it is unbelievably warm in here. It's the summer. We're on a second story. We have Are you a making excuses door. for me being all sweaty? That's no, so not nice even you, you, but me. I'm just sitting here. I'm like lizard braining up. I'm like, oh my God, I'm so fucking hot, man. We're probably like 45 minutes into this show. Um, and I want to spend the 15. I would guess like 39. You would? What do we got? She doesn't know how to yeah, da, da, da. 44. Uh, you, you Better than me. you would have anticipated. Yeah, yeah, pretty good. And I also looked at it like three minutes ago. So I may have cheated. That's like classic me. Like people like like people have told me, do you realize how long you're talking right now? You're talking quite a bit. Yeah. <laughs> it's a good place to be. I have been doing my best to talk less and just try to like look at other people in social situations. Mm-hmm. I realized in myself that I don't like being in groups of larger than like five. And mm. if I am, I don't want to talk or have like be the center of attention for even more than like a one quick whip or like a quip or something. Cause it's like, Oh, and then you see the people who are just like talking all the time. And it's like, like one-on-one three people, maybe even four is like a really good dynamic. But once you start getting too many people, like people start queuing up what they're saying. And it's like, it's, mm. you know, I'm like, I, I have been talking less compared to how much I used to. I texted my partner, Haley. I actually called her, yeah, uh, on my way here because she got out of work um, at around the exact same time that I got out of work early tonight. Um, Thank and you, it, it was it was really nice. It was a very um, coincidentally positive thing that happened. You didn't tell and your boss? Like, I, hey, didn't, I, I didn't show. ask for it, no. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, oh, it cool. just worked out nicely. So... Um, so I was like, uh, hey, babe, like, I've got this idea. And she was like, yeah. She's like, she knew I was podcasting with you on your show. And I was like, you should come through. You should be on the podcast. That's so funny. She shut it down right away. Yeah. And and honestly, I pitched that idea to a lot of people. I'm like, oh, I'll have someone that you know on. You could come in. And I'm like, I don't have a setup for a third person. I said I yeah. would to people. I'm like, oh, I'll have these big multi I imagine shows. she would be, like, right next to me. But Th- that's how I'm going to have to do it. And luckily, we have a kneeling chair. Ken- I was, I was going to pitch it to Kenzie. She's like, I'm not going to kneel for an hour. I'm like, just try it for, like, one episode. She's like, no. Which is understandable. <laughs> not a chance. <laughs> but maybe I'll try it eventually. I just swallowed some ice. That was good. That's why I don't like small ice cubes. We're a big ice cube family here. Mm. Um, if anything... <laughs> The thing that I'm on the fence about is, so these are the, the same chairs that Joe Rogan uses. These are Capiscos. Oh, really? And ev- most, you're the one person you who's came. You with who- the brick background. Yeah, I know, exactly. <laughs> I'm like, man, I'm going to go for it for just a little while. Mm-hmm. If anything, Rick Hubble, my old roommate up at OSU, because he's the one who got me into Joe Rogan, mm-hmm. I'm going to put curtains behind him when he comes on. I'm just going to be like, well, isn't this cathartic? <laughs> yeah, you know? just like like you find, like probably will never go on Joe Rogan, as I probably, like, most well, people never will. You you uh, are unlikely to get on the Joe Rogan experience if you want if even if you made that a goal right you're unlikely to do it. I'm not trying to be cynical, but uh, yeah. I bet you you could get someone who's been on it. Oh, think yeah. about it. If you really come through, yeah. you might have to do it over Zoom. For, yeah. But you could get some professor who who, you know, that'd be kind of tight. I've just and then like don't tell them that that's what you want to talk about. Yeah. But then ambush them with hey, those questions. How do I get on Joe Rogan? <laughs> What exactly is it? Well, do you have his phone number? Do you have his home address? I just keep getting like the guys. Like, I'm going to shut the Zoom call off. I have Joseph Ledeau who went on a show um, following me back on Twitter. Which, speaking of, the internet's a wild place. I mean, like a lot of connections that I'm making lately, like how I connected with the Arkimoto folks and how I'm living here, is through the internet. The internet's almost like a magnet. Like you're, like I'm finding my, like viewing my phone as a magnet that leads me toward other really cool people. Yeah, it's been making. I've, it's a lot healthier way to look at it, other than this like poison box that sucks up hours of my day. Yeah, that's beautiful. But yeah. Anyways, I don't I know. I feel like I've been actually um, ever since I stopped smoking weed. 
um, which I want to smoke weed again, but I'm not allowed to because of my program. Yeah. But, you know, you can still recognize positives of, like, okay, my liberty is, like, entirely gone, but, like, there's some positives about about that, right? Yeah. And, like, when I would get stoned, I would be, like, mad at my phone. Not, like, in the conventional, like, oh, I'm mad at, like, all the stuff that, like, Facebook's making me mad about and stuff. I'm just be like, why am I so attached to you? So and, like, attached. you're hurting me so much and, like... Go away, but then I pick you up. Yeah, you know, it's found a way to get onto my my wrist at this point. Yeah, now it literally never leaves me. It's huh. an interesting place to be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm actually, yeah, you can actually like do calls. Like it'll actually you can hear it, and it's microphone and a speaker, right? Could not be a big rap. I mean, Kenzie says all the time that's her favorite purchase she's made. Nice. Said it today. Yeah, she yeah. said it literally today. I love it's like it. it's that that's good of a dude, purchase. That's dope. We're a full Apple family at this point. We bought some Apple. So stock. could you be like miles away from your phone and it would still do that shit? Like so, this or... little red ring means cellular, and we both have it, and neither of us have gone to uh, Verizon for her and Google for me. Uh, neither of us actually have the cellular on the watch, but it's capable. Okay. And we're just too lazy or it's like too meticulous to do. Like you have to have a code and it's like, sure. Yeah. No, it's but, cool. But hypothetically, yeah, we can be out and we can actually just walkie talkie each other. So we don't have to like oh, make nice. a call and like you can do a lot of cool things. You get to see the nice. air quality index and stuff like that, which I've been checking because okay. like 73 right now. So we have these windows open. If anything, could I finish your joint? <laughs> Please do. Dope. Please um, do. Yeah, there's the paranoia, right? Like uh, I'm so close to the end with this program and. Um, like, if I smoke the whole thing, like, would Will I it? come close enough to maybe have a questionable drug test? Yeah. So that's, that's part of why I only, I only touched it a little bit. For COVID, I'm going to... But also, it's just disappointing. Like, as somebody who used to really enjoy smoking weed, like, okay, I'm smoking this, but, like, it's not weed. Yeah. You know? But it's a nice thing to offer guests it on the show. It tastes like weed. It smells like weed. It's not weed. Like, come on. I get to give people the come weed on. experience, but um, I don't want every guest to be stoned. So it's like it's oh, like a good definitely middle ground. Not. Definitely Some people not. would be awful for it. I would be awful for it. Let's be honest here. <laughs> no, Bang. not necessarily. Nice. I enjoyed. I used to do weed on on my show back when it was called Less Stupid. Do weed. I, I did it from time to time. My, the second episode, Kyron Johnson. The episode one fifty two, which was, of course the second episode, um, and um, which is so my, funny. My, I might the, catch that up kid to you. cry who was a rapper in Salem. You know, we were passing the bong during, and, and yeah, I had mine with Robert Patterson, and we smoked beforehand. Friend. And uh, he, that's what he blamed his really weird, uh, unusual, like, I don't know. There was, in many ways, that was really cool, but there was, like, very unusual pauses during that. Well, you were going to name your show Long Pauses with Tommy Hero, right? I was, I was, yeah. Never did. Kenzie's yeah. still figuring out her name. It could be Listening with Kenzie as a direct rebuttal to my show. Kicking nice. it with Kenzie. But then you have that apostrophe. It's like, you know, who do you suppose? Yeah. A kicking or kicking? You have to... There's so many things that I'm realizing. Like, I might change it back to Tiger yeah. Talks eventually. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, I just talk over you. Yeah. Um, so what do you think about this? Um, so I was talking to, actually, a friend of mine who also has a podcast, funny enough, Peter cool. Feliciano. He was kind of talking to me once about how his dad, who's a very successful um, trombone player and musician, he, he tells Peter, like, people got to know who you are. Like, people got to know what you're doing, have some kind of angle, like, no, like you got to play into some kind of marketing and branding understanding that people can have. They want to root like, for you. Yeah, exactly. And so, like, here's the thing with Talks with Tiger, right? And and also with my show, I'll, I'll, I'll be the first to say it. Like, like, hmm. Who is this? The, the real question is, like, what are you bringing yeah. to, to, to the world of podcasting or the world of media or just people's lives yeah. that they can't get elsewhere? And, like, and, like, often, like, okay, here's my question, like, you are you like credentialed in something to where it's like okay like oh tiger the 
kinesiologist, mm-hmm. Tiger the um, electric vehicle uh, employee guy. Yeah. You know, he's doing the show now. Like people like to latch onto those really simple. Like, okay, we'll go back to Rogan. Like, oh yeah, the Fear Factor guy who does like oh. MMA shit. Yeah, you know. No, it's a With really. You, I mean, thing. you're a wonderful person who I've loved knowing in my life, but like. Who is Tiger Gruber and why should people care? Yeah, no, it's an interesting point. And yeah. I would directly say I get so bored from these one-note people who are like, get it? I do a podcast about health or about – I don't listen to a single show mm. that isn't from like an everyman who just like talks to people and really? has the guest be the aspect of it. I have not a single show on my podcast, like a like library that I listen to, uh-huh. that I can put in a box. I mean, yeah. you can kind of put Joe Rogan in like a – I feel um, like you listen to Tim Dillon. He doesn't really have guests very often. Yeah, I guess he's he a comedian, isn't rant. he? But yeah. he talks about various different... Like, he's not credentialed <laughs> to talk about anything. <laughs> Damn much, right. I mean, I was just talking to Kenzie about it. I'm like, he's built himself... Or maybe his dirt ball. He's built himself into a box where if he starts being, like, a nice person or kind, people will be like, no, go back to complaining about stuff all the time and be mad. And it's, it's really like, funny how, how, like... I think, uh, like... Again, my hyperfixation or whatever, I can relate to just how I- irrationally mad he'll get at something that doesn't deserve Absolutely, it. Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> That's and why that's we all fun. like him. It's yeah. crazy that he's like one of the biggest podcasts now. That's yeah. astounding. Is it? Yeah. I mean, he's the highest or like third highest Patreon. I know, but is it astounding? Like, it seems like very much up the avenue of what I would think would be big right now. Yeah. It's like some non, like, pol- like very political, but also both wing and like angry. Make- yeah, I guess that goes, goes kind of sad. <laughs> As I'm like saying it out, I'm like, I mean, we used to call them shock jocks back in the day, you know, yeah. but. Cringy rhyming phrase that you know. So as this, this show is still very impromptu, is there anything in this room that would make you more comfortable? I'm realizing that I get a very gorgeous sight. You have like because this is also kind oh. of like my room. Like, is there something that's distracting or like like what would you I think change I have about a great this? sight? I have a great Dope. view. Yeah, you feel comfortable. I feel really like, I'm like, I, like I feel like a guest wants to be like close to a door. Like like well like psychologically, <laughs> I what, guess like, that's true. What makes people comfortable? It's like the whole thing yeah. about the Eric Andre show. It's like there's a big person standing right behind the guest. It's like yeah. that makes people uncomfortable. I mean, if Ken- Kenzie was just lording over you standing right there, you'd be like, just looking back constantly, you know? So I'm like, I just want to, my, my goal is, and especially now that videos involved, dude, I do not realize how much of a thing it is to have video. I mean, your show's had video from the start. Yeah. But fuck, having to care about the background and the lighting is so much more work than just setting up mics like I used to. Yeah, which is why I do my shit outside as much as I can. You know, not have to worry about lighting nearly as much. I mean, you do. You still do. Yeah. But, like, it can be, I mean, you don't have to lug equipment around. You don't have to, you know. What's crazy is iPhones are nicer cameras than these actual, like, 4K Sony cameras. Yes, I just are. If I could just have an iPhone that could auto-switch, I would. Because, like, if, if we have a really sunny day and then it gets dark, mm-hmm. they don't adjust as well as iPhones do. So it's like yeah. I have to maybe even go in and kind of edit some footage, which yeah. is something I am so trying to stay away from. Yeah. As you can tell, I've, I mean, Kenzie's here for an hour every day if this just becomes a daily show. Um, I'm going to work up to it just so everyone, like, just to speak right to the camera. Um, this will my, eventually become a daily show. My uncle, who I saw recently kind of, like, together at my dad's deathbed, uh, he has won an Emmy Award, and he swore for 60 Minutes. Uh, and he was, like, kind of talking about the iPhone with me because, like, you know, he's got all these really great cameras, lenses. He's a super gear about it, gear nerd about it. And, um, you know, I was basically saying the best thing I have that shoots in 4K is my iPhone 11 Pro Max. Yeah. And I've got this DJI gimbal that I can use for, you know. We have a DJI gimbal as well. Yeah. Yeah. Sick, sick. It's dope. Yeah, they're super fun. I got um, it and I gave it to Kenzie because I like the handheld shakiness. Is it the is OM3 or the OM4? Four. It's four. got Same the magnet. Nice. nice. Yeah, we yeah. took a case like this and we just put the magnet on the back of the case so we can like pop it on and off. So Because when you're going like 40. Yeah, the sticky circle, right? Not like yeah. the clampy one. Yep. Nice. Fuck the clamp. Yeah, that's um, on my other phone. But the, on the 11 Pro Max, this is just my 
my 11 Pro that I just, am. Yeah. Two iPhone guy. Two iPhones. Um, two iPhone, they he, she. Um, <laughs> there's something about going fast in a car with a gimbal. It like causes a little fluttering, which looks horrible. So I end up just holding it manually. Okay. And so she's the gimbal person. And we, like, even though like I'm like a contractor for Arkimoto, it's kind of like they're hiring both of us because she's not currently in school. Like she, her school is starting up soon. I mean, nice. she's been here the whole time. We haven't talked to her once. If she talks, I'm going to yell. What are we doing? What are we doing with the schools? The schoolie schoolies. Going to it. Good. Participating. I like it. Yes. <laughs> Good. You don't got to tell me shit. It's cool. It's fine. <laughs> what do you I'm mean? just a nerd about What's it. What's in to, there? I used to do, like, college guide and stuff for, like, high schoolers and be, like, really, like, nerdy about, like, fit and, like, what, like, you know. Yeah. You just try to talk people into dropping out. College is, like, the worst decision you'd ever make. You just want to go in debt. Uh... It'd be a funny skit. College ruined my life. (laughs) 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 It's funny that you could almost like be a one I chose and like all the circumstances around it. Yeah, no, that shit would whack. Start a podcast. That'll get you a job. You like like every single student coming out of that high school starts a podcast instead of going to college. (laughs) We're gonna have to let you go here, Tommy. I don't know what you're doing. You're not following the protocol. Nice. Ice. Do you see me just spill water yeah, all over? Yeah, so I was like, was nice. like I just must, you, you must have been saving your throat from ice again. But yeah. Yeah, I was trying my best because it's a little, yeah. I the ices are little small shards now and they're no fun. Yeah, so. we got we got two kinds. We got the balls, uh-huh. which don't come out of the container. So if you're trying to buy a ball of ice, don't do it. <laughs> and um, we bought these big ass square ones. Because like whenever I'm at a place, I say no ice for two reasons. One, I might choke on it. And two, like not choke, but like just uncomfortable. <laughs> I'm like... <laughs> Um, but two, the bigger reason is it's like, it's like watering down your bevy. Like they, yeah. like if you say no ice, you get like at least 20% more beverage. Oh, some places are just 80% cruel, cruel with it. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's like Dutch they're, bros. they're literally just like, doing? fuck this person. Yeah. 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 Like you drink it all in like three sips and it's just caked with ice. You're like, well, that's What's not, the, yeah. yeah, that's not very fun. The ice, the whole thing is the drinks are cold enough. That's as a is. lie. They need to make laws about that. They really <laughs> should. <laughs> no more because than three bu- ships. You're paying for a product. Yeah. Imagine if, like, Apple was just like, okay, you open the box, 40% of an iPhone. Yeah, seriously, yeah. You'd be like, mm, no, no packaging on this one. Yeah. <laughs> Get the full iPhone. But, yeah, thank you very much for being – we hit an hour. I'm cool. Gonna, I figured we would gong. do that, yeah, and you would be like, get the fuck out. Yeah, no, I'm done. kidding. No, I really enjoy having you here. Thank you for being I wish you all the best with your show. As much as I was, like, almost shit-talking it, I'm very excited for you to – I'm sure you'll have episodes that are really, really, like – you know, transcendently awesome. So I appreciate that. Yeah. Hopefully with, real. with bigger, bigger tapestries and as a quick out, um, Kenzie will hit the gong. Thank you very much for tuning in again. This is one fifteen of talks with tiger with Thomas Hira. Dope. <laughs>